You are listening to the No People Pleasing Zone. If you're ready to unlearn people pleasing patterns and tame your fears so you can stand in your power and claim the unapologetic life you're entitled to, you're in the right place. I'm Easy Martin Chan. Let's get started. You know those awful situations where you're sitting at a table with people you don't know that well, but they are important in your work community or they have some social standing and someone makes a statement about something that you completely disagree with to the core of your being and no one says anything. In fact, they all seem perfectly okay with what was said. It seems you're the outlier. You really want to say something, but you can't get the gumption up. You try to find the least offensive way of responding. And even if you manage to formulate the words, something holds you back. The conversation moves on and you seem to have lost the opportunity. And you sheepishly admit to yourself, you're a bit relieved the moment moved on. And then You find yourself beating yourself up for days afterwards for not speaking up, for not speaking your truth. Well, stay tuned because in today's episode, I'm going to teach you the method I use in every uncomfortable social setting to stop muting my voice. You have now entered the No People Pleasing Zone. Host Elizabeth Martin Chan is here to pull you out of the people pleasing rabbit hole into a world where you are priority number one. So keep those earbuds in, close the door, and claim your personal time just for you. Welcome to the No People Pleasing Zone. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm glad you're here. I hope you're doing okay today. This zone, it's our zone, where we challenge the cultural normalization of people-pleasing, share the struggles, and find inspiration. So carve out your time in whatever way makes sense in your reality. Go for a drive, hide out in the bathroom for a bit, or throw on those shoes, plug in your earbuds, and head out the door. For the past year and a half, most of us have not gathered with people. We've maintained bubbles. And for some of us, and for some of us, that has meant we actually haven't been in social situations where we sometimes struggle to find our voice, situations where we feel voiceless, and we end up beating ourselves up for not finding our voice. I'm talking about the type of situations where you don't know people below a surface level, where you socialize, chatting about various things, like in the break room at work or a neighborhood gathering or a community event. And in some ways, the not gathering may have felt like a relief, at least on some level. I do know a number of people who are saying to me these days, 
that they realize they kind of enjoy the introvert part of themselves and are less inclined to randomly socialize. Because for them, there hasn't been this subconscious need to watch what they say, at least not all the time. Not in the all-surface, no-depth social setting. But now, as jurisdictions around the world are starting to open up, we're beginning to socialize with larger groups. And some of us are finding ourselves remembering what it's like to be in a situation where somebody says something on a sensitive or hot topic that challenges our personal value system. In those situations where someone utters a racist or a misogynistic comment or makes a comment in the realm of politics or culture or faith or religion or human migratory patterns like refugees and immigrants. And it's, it's not that these topics shouldn't be discussed. They very much should. I'm talking about that uncomfortable feeling that many of us get that makes us feel backed into a corner like we're under threat, and it's too scary or too hard to voice our thoughts on the matter, as though what we have to say might rock the boat. So it's easier to stay quiet, and we end up muting ourselves. And then, of course, the important conversations don't ultimately happen. I think what is so important to check in with for ourselves to recognize is that this is a real physical experience. There are sensations that we experience in the body, the knots in the stomach, the pressure on your chest, the tightening sensation in the neck. It's our bodies that get uncomfortable. And it's our brain's interpretation of that discomfort that leads those of us stuck down what I call the people-pleasing rabbit hole to mute ourselves. In the people-pleasing rabbit hole, we construct an internal scaffolding to protect ourselves. The journey into the hole differs for each of us. There may have been times in our lives when it was safer to mute ourselves or lessons from people we loved that taught us that silence is, is the way to deal with potential conflict. And that taps right into our DNA. From an evolutionary perspective, humans are social beings. We require the community to survive. Way back in our evolution, when we lived in small groups, whether they were nomadic or small farming communities, we relied on each other for success of the whole. So it's a survival mechanism to not alienate our community. And the first warning sen- the first warning signs that we get of the potential to alienate our community comes in the body, not in the brain. The first step to finding our voice is to learn to listen to our bodies for the uncomfortable sensations. To simply recognize those physical signs to recognize what those individual sensations are for you and to really note what they are. When I was in middle school, the most popular and exclusive club one could participate in was the choir. 
a choir, a group of people using their voices in community. I moved around a lot as a kid, so I got exposed to a whole bunch of different schools with different internal cultures. This was an old inner city school that spanned kindergarten to grade eight. It was culturally and economically very diverse. The middle school, the seven and eights, were somewhat set apart from the rest of the school, physically occupying the top floor, which really felt like their domain. But the younger kids had to access this part of the school for their music and their French classes. And that could feel really scary because you didn't want to get run over by by the bigger kids. But it could also feel empowering as these kids had permission to be in that space. And one of the classes on that top floor was music. And in general, music was fun. Music brings people together. And music was particularly fun on those days when you got to spend the whole class singing along with Mrs. Matthews' favorite musical, Joseph and the Amazing Multicolored Dreamcoat. Because really, Mrs. Matthews and the music program at that school was all about singing. It was all about voice. And when you entered grade seven, you became eligible for one of those sought-after spots in the choir. One of the things that made choir so exclusive was that you actually had to audition for a spot. It was not something that just anyone could join. You had to summon up the guts to audition. And it took me a while to summon up the guts, but I did it. I didn't think that I was worthy of a spot. I didn't think my voice could possibly be good enough. I signed up for an audition time. I stood outside the classroom in an empty, echoing hallway. I waited. Someone was in the room behind the big, solid doors that didn't permit sound to travel through them, auditioning. And my body was filled with uncomfortable sensations, what we generally refer to as butterflies. And our brains usually interpret butterflies as fear, nervous fear. But fear nonetheless. And because our brains can can contextualize butterflies as nerves in a particular situation, we're generally able to get past the nervous fear. It's not always pretty. Some people find themselves throwing up in these situations. But our brains know that there's something we want, and that's why we have to put ourselves, and that is why we have put ourselves in the butterfly-inducing situation. Could be a job, could be a date, it could be a spot on a choir. So our brains let us do it. That body sense, that, that butterfly sensation is tied up with fear of not being good enough, not being good enough in the community. 
I had those butterflies, the uncomfortable sensation in my body on that choir auditioning day because I wanted to be a part of the choir. So my brain let me do it. Ultimately, what I desired was to have my voice accepted in the community. And isn't that what we all desire? To be able to use our voice in social situations without muting ourselves out of fear of not being enough, without concern that we will alienate the community, without worrying about rocking the boat. To do that, we need to start helping our brains to recontextualize situations. If the brain knows we want something, it will tolerate the discomfort. The sensations we experience in our bodies are less likely to set off the protective scaffolding in our brain. Because what we have to remember is that the sensations in our bodies are neutral. It's how those sensations are interpreted in the brain that creates the positive, negative, or neutral determinations. I practice and teach something I call adventurous thrills. It's an approach that helps us counter the people-pleasing rabbit hole personal scaffolding that keeps many of us muted, voiceless. In this practice, we intentionally link the uncomfortable body sensations with a desired outcome. For me, I hearken back to the adventurous thrill of auditioning for the choir, where I wanted to have my voice heard in the community. I wanted to be a part of that group. And I really lean into enjoying the sensation because it's connected with a desired outcome. And I know that sounds weird. It's turning a negative interpretation into at least a neutral, maybe even a positive interpretation. It's, a lot, it's about allowing the butterfly sensations of auditioning for the choir, which was a fun, sought-after community use of voice, as my adventurous thrill. It is strangely simple and strangely difficult all at the same time. And it's also highly effective. When I find myself in those all surface, no depth social situation, and someone says something that that challenges my value system, something racist, something misogynistic, something that's a hot topic, something that in the past would have caused me to mute my voice because I didn't dare rock the boat. I recognize those sensations in my body. I've learned how to do that. Although today they're less intense than they used to be because I've put into practice, I've, I've done this a, a lot and I, I know that I'm not willing anymore to mute myself. I desire my voice. I believe my voice is important in the world. So I choose to go on an adventurous thrill. I choose to equate the uncomfortable sensations 
that in the past would have had me voiceless with that of auditioning for the choir. I try to put myself back in that moment. And I use my voice to speak my opinion, my truth, all while I'm holding the thrill of the potential outcome of earning a spot in the choir. And ultimately, it doesn't matter if I got into the choir. What matters is that I was willing to experience the thrill of the adventure of trying. And I'm bringing that adventurous thrill to any situation where I struggle to find my voice. Because as I climb out of the people-pleasing rabbit hole, I've discovered I am not willing to be voiceless just to please others anymore. And I'm learning that it is thrilling to speak my opinion, to speak my truth. Truthfully, I'd love to help you speak your truth, voice your opinions, because too many of us have been voiceless for too long. I'd like to teach you how to go on an adventurous thrill. If any of today's episode resonated for you and you would like to further the conversation, drop me a line at elizabeth at elizabethmartinchan.com or DM me on Instagram where my handle is elizabeth.martin.chan or go grab the Adventures in Reclaiming Self-Acceptance at reclaimingselfacceptance.com. I'll see you next time in the No People Pleasing Zone. And remember, you are worthy, you are enough, and you are everything the world needs right now. If living outside of the people-pleasing rabbit hole resonates with you, hop on over to reclaimingselfacceptance.com to receive your free copy of Adventures in Reclaiming Your Life, Five Secrets Every People-Pleasing Woman Should Know Now. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast app, and we love five-star reviews, too. Okay, beautiful rebel, that's it for this episode. I hope you found value in today's content, because you are deserving of more delicious unapologetic self-love in your life. If you want to come hang out with me on social, you can find me over on Instagram at easy.martinchan or on Facebook at elizabethmartin-chan. If you haven't done so already, go hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you leave us a five-star review, You'll help others discover our podcast. I'll see you next time.